Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Andrew Shulkind. Andrew leads Andigo, a website and content marketing agency that focuses on helping B2B clients generate audience engagements through solid information architecture, great user experience, and compelling content. And a dash of common sense doesn't hurt either. At Andigo, the team is experienced in working in a range of industries and particularly passionate about working with mission-driven businesses. Andrew engages in a range of community volunteer work and is an avid guitar player, bread maker, and cyclist. He also loves collecting meaningless trivia and once broke into prison. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Andrew Shulkind. Thanks, Ed. Great to be here. Well, first of all, Andrew, why do you do what you do? Why do we do what we do? Um, you know, it is to go way back in, in history when we first started, uh, the web was a place where marketing was happening, but there were a lot of tricks that were very focused on uh, mechanical things like white text on a white background to get to the top of a search engine results page. And as the search engines got hip to that and started focusing on making their algorithms more about content on page, that's when we really hit our stride. So for me, it's really all about message. I'm, I've got some pretty good uh, coding skills I've developed over the years in part to be able to you know, talk to my uh, technology folks. Um, and I am nobody's idea of a, uh, a coder for real and certainly nobody's idea of a, a designer. So it really is all about message. And that's why I do what I do. Well, talk to me a little bit about why you think it's so important to have your marketing message aligned with your customer experience. Uh, that's such a great question, Ed. Um, your, I think the best way to think about that is to understand that your marketing is making a promise. Um, and that promise is what your audience, the, the folks who have been convinced of that promise or who are in need of what you're offering and uh, desperate for that solution that you are promising, that's what they're after. And if your customer experience doesn't align with that, either in what you are um, providing, which would really be bad, or the manner in which you're providing it, um, but you're sort of the personality, you're going to run into trouble. So um, if your uh, uh, marketing is all very cheeky and you are really a button-down kind of person and that's the kind of organization that you run or that uh, you market for, uh, you're going to have trouble. That's not what folks are expecting. And, um, you know, if they get a buttoned-up bank and they're expecting Gary V uh, or vice versa, um, that's not really a great, uh, a, a great alignment. So is a, f- a fair word to use there? It's got to be authentic? Yeah, that's a really good word. That is a, a very popular word. Maybe it's become a little bit overused, but I would say that um, if you're going to pretend to be something and not be authentic, um, maybe you can get away with it, uh, but you better be doing it pretty consistently. And it's a whole lot easier not to remember whether or not you've got the costume on, right, and are, are, um, uh, are in character just to be authentic. And that way, everything matches uh, straight through from first touch point through to uh, the sale, uh, fulfillment, and beyond. Mm-hmm. I think it's attributed to Mark Twain, but he said some, something like that the key to life is sincerity and when you can learn how to fake it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got it made. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you've got it made. But uh, I think also it's a, it more important, too, this, this alignment goes just, just beyond the, the – the, the personality and, and message, but also if your service is broken, 
all the marketing in the world is only going to make you deliver worse service faster. That's right. Until folks get hit to that and are just not going to uh, are not going to sign up for it anymore. So the the first rule the first rule of of marketing is really make sure your service is right. Fix your service, right? Is that is that that fair? Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Um, and that alignment that brings up another point uh, worth talking about. It's not just external uh, your alignment, right? Uh, making sure that uh, what you're delivering it, it works with uh, with what you're saying, but making sure that what you're promising matches what your team is prepared to promise uh, to deliver. What you know, what they're comfortable doing, how they're comfortable doing it, um, and making sure they buy into the marketing and the message. Um, all that is sort of critical in, you know, as you put together mission, vision, values, that kind of thing, a tagline, everyone really needs to be on board with that. And before we started talking, you also said you had some thoughts on jargon. Most people don't want you to use jargon. And you said, well, that, it depends. So talk a little bit about that. Sure. You know, this conversation has been happening a lot recently, and it came out of a post I saw uh, online, someone talking about how bad jargon was and the experience he had walking into his local neighborhood supermarket where there was a sign uh, over the butcher counter that said, we will spatchcock your chickens. And his feeling was, well, that's not appropriate here. No one knows what spatchcocking is. That's kind of a, you know, a very, um, you know, high-end cuisine kind of thing. You've really got to be into cooking to know that. And if you're just in a supermarket, you don't know what that means. Um, that belongs at a, a, a specialty butcher shop. And my thought was, gosh, I really don't b uh, agree with that because um, you don't want to use jargon in a way that makes people feel stupid, right? That is, uh, I think, the cardinal sin there because no one likes being made to feel stupid and no one likes having to admit they don't know things. Um, but something like that up there, if someone knows that, the person who needs to go to the supermarket anyway to pick up canned goods and what you know, napkins, whatever else they're going to show up for... If they see that sign and realize, hey, there are times that I just don't feel like going down the block or 10 miles away to the butcher shop, I can come here and ha have them spatchcock my chicken, pick up all the other staples that I need, and I'm on my way. So I think that that's, it's important to you know maybe be aspirational a little, even if you think your audience doesn't know it. And I think it's also critical to be aware of where you are in the buying cycle. If you're talking to someone who's brand new to chickens and cooking, probably not an opportune time to talk about spatchcocking. They really just don't have a frame of reference at all. But if you're much later in the sales cycle and you're talking to someone who has already done the research and already figured out there are a ton of different ways to cook a chicken to really, you know, beat this <laughs> this metaphor to death, um, then that makes sense. You should be talking about it because they're going to trust you more because they know that you're talking the language. You understand what you're talking about in the ins and out, and it's not just supermarket chicken. One of the things I, I feel strongly about, though, is, and, and I, I think I agree with you, because if you didn't say spatchcock your chicken, what would you say? <laughs> Yeah, you know. real hard to break songs <laughs> yeah. in its back. I guess. Yeah, you know, be a much longer sign, obviously. Yeah. But but I think one of the the challenges, though, also is is th is three letter acronyms or any kind of acronyms. I think that t tends to confuse people. At least you, you can use them, but spell them out maybe the first time that they're appearing in your in your work. Does that make sense? Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I think you're better to err on the side of caution there. And as you say, spell it out the first time you use it. And some will be like, oh, yeah, of course, I know that. But as long as you don't continue to you know, pound away at that, like, hey, I'm talking down to you. Um, that's another way of making you know, people uncomfortable and, and pushing them away from, from your content.
Well, Andrew, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? I'm not going to name one person, and maybe this is a bit of a cop-out, but I will name all of the clients we work with uh, at mission-driven businesses. We really love working with folks who are out there, you know, this is B Corps and folks like that, double bottom line companies who are uh, trying to do good in the world while they make a profit. And working with folks like that is just so, it's so much fun because there's almost always a story, an origin story about why they're doing something to try and change their industry or make the world a better place. Um, and it's a really interesting story to tell usually. So love working with those folks, love that they're they're trying to make the world a better place and uh, love trying to help them. All right. And lastly, Andrew, how can somebody contact you? AndrewGo.com is probably the best place to reach me and the team. You can also find me uh, on LinkedIn. Um, uh, do a quick search. Uh, there is another Andrew Shulkin out there. I think he goes by Andy and he actually is a somewhat distant cousin, but you'll find me. <laughs> All right. Andrew Shulkin, leader of Andigo. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Ed. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. 